Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. Day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Monday's edition of Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shadow Twala is my name. The show is produced by Hazel Marcuzini and Leander Mafiana is our technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweets at otherwise SAFM or Shadow Twala for comments or feedback. Now, last week we ran out of time while talking with my guest, Naomi Buto, founder of Mummy Mall. So she joins me again to share her gems with us, and she joins me in the studio. She'll talk to us about peer-to-peer trading. Buidu Melonzwane, MD of AfriLink Healthcare, was awarded the Fair Lady Woman of the Future title 2015, and Amy Castro, owner of Bamboo Revolution, is the winner of the Fair Lady Rising Star 2015 award. They both join me to share their success stories. And finally, we profile Tracy Ranjit, production manager of FP- PFE International, a company entire recycling. And how does she manage in this highly technical and male-dominated field, we ask? But first. Chew on these wise words, the lunch bite on SAFM. Now, usually when I have my lunch bite, I invite people to please send me, you know, their lunch bites. And I got one today, so please bear with me. It's called The Stranger. A few years after I was born, my dad met a stranger who was new to our small town. From the beginning, dad was fascinated with this enchanting newcomer and soon invited him to live with our family. The stranger was quickly accepted and was around from then on. As I grew up, I never questioned his place in my family. In my young mind, he had a special niche. My parents were complimentary instructors. Mom taught me good from evil, and Dad taught me to obey. But the stranger, he was our storyteller. He would keep us spellbound for hours on end with adventures, mysteries, and comedies. If I wanted to know anything about politics, history, or science, he always knew the answers about the past, understood the present, and even seemed able to predict the future. He took my family to the first major league ball game. He made me laugh and he made me cry. The stranger never stopped talking, but Dad didn't seem to mind. Sometimes Mom would get up quietly while the rest of us were shushing each other to listen to what he had to say, and she would go to the kitchen for peace and quiet. I wonder now if she ever prayed for the stranger to leave. Dad ruled our household with certain moral convictions, but the stranger never felt obligated to honor them. Profanity, for example, was not allowed in our home, not from us, our friends, or any visitors. Our long-time visitor, however, got away with four-letter words that burned my ears and made my dad squirm and my mother blush. My dad didn't permit the liberal use of alcohol, but the stranger encouraged us to try it on a regular basis. He made cigarettes look cool, cigars mainly, and pipes distinguished. He talked freely, much too freely about sex. His comments were sometimes blatant, sometimes suggestive, and generally embarrassing. I know that my elderly con- my early concepts about relationships were influenced strongly by the stranger. Time after time, he opposed the values of my parents, yet he was seldom rebuked and never asked to leave. More than 50 years have passed since the stranger moved in with our family. He has blended right in and is not nearly as fascinating as he was at first. Still, if you could walk into my parents' den today, you'd still find him sitting over his corner waiting for someone to listen to him talk and watch him draw his pictures. His name? Well, we just call him TV. He has a wife now. We call her computer. The first child is cell phone. Second child, iPod. And just born recently, a grandchild iPad. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favor. Can't pick a favor. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
Well, Naomi is in the studio with me, Naomi Bishop, founder of Mummy Mall, and she's on a mission to change the lives of mothers in entrepreneurship. Hello, Naomi. Hi, Shadow. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming into the studio, (laughs) and and, and really, thanks for accommodating us again, because, you know, we started having this amazing conversation last week. How did you like that stranger story? It was absolutely amazing. (laughs) I didn't know what the punchline was going to be, but it's so true, hey? It is. amazing. We bring this thing into our lives and our children's lives and, and there we have it and, and the reason I want us to comment on it is because your target market who are moms mm. um, often will be tempted to put the stranger in a room with their children as babysitter that's true and also um, just a warning you know on social platforms my platform is, is on social media mm. but not to get addicted to that mm. not to let the social media stand between yourself and your family mm-hmm. let's talk about Mummy More, which is really why you're here. You gave us some background last week, but I, I just want you, in case somebody was not listening, just give it to us again. What is Mummy More? And I think it's a brilliant name, by the way. Thank you so much. <laughs> Mummy Mall is basically a pioneering concept in South Africa. It's a very first for South Africa. It's called peer-to-peer training. Mm-hmm. And what this means is that the, the person buys from another person directly. So we've got the consumer interacting with a supplier and not with an outlet. And basically with mothers, typically the person who would understand your needs best in terms of supplying you with something would be another mother. Mm. So if mm. we take, a, for instance, a baby sleeping bag, you need to have safety features of that sleeping bag. It needs to be comfortable and, and all of those little things that another mother would know about, mm. but that a major outlet who might be importing goods will not necessarily know about. Mm. Mm. So, so... These these moms, how do they connect with each other? Because I think it's a is this a new concept? It is a new concept worldwide. Mm-hmm. It's said to be on the forefront of the new industrial revolution. And the reason for that is people are changing their buying behavior. Mm-hmm. So in the 80s, we had people um, working with brands. We'll remember the pea adverts and the chocolate adverts on television. Mm-hmm. And we related to brands and we bought into brands. Mm-hmm. And then later, in the new millennium, we got access to more choice, especially with the Internet. So people started interacting with their own options. Mm-hmm. So they would go and seek out what it is that they were looking for. So brands started losing out. And you'll see that we don't have that many adverts for vegetables and chocolates and all those kinds of things like we had in the 80s. And then also in the new millennium where we're moving now, people want to have a person on the other side. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with um, an email address or a telephone number. They want to know, this is me, I'm Naomi, you're Shadow, and we are, we are connecting, and I'm providing you with something. And also to build that, that consumer base or customer base for, for the business owner. You see, and, and that you're addressing something that I, I cannot do. I cannot buy online because I, I don't know who's out there. Absolutely. I, I don't know if that person, because purchasing for me as well is about feeling the fabric or looking at it and, you know, yes. just touching and feeling and seeing. Yes. And I don't get that. Yes. And, but even if I think it's a good product because it comes from a good brand, I don't know who I'm talking to. Absolutely. So and there are trust issues there. There's trust issues. And now you must remember because I'm dealing with another mother, this mother might have developed this product. Mm-hmm. Let's just look at uh, one of our mums in Kempton Park in Gauteng. She developed a weighted blanket 
that assists uh, autistic children with calming down mm. and going to sleep. Mm. And this is because of a, of a need that existed. Mm. Now, if you have a special needs child mm. and you connect with this mom on Mommy More, you can start speaking to her. You mm. can say, my child has ADHD or he doesn't go to sleep well or he's, he's got sensory issues. Mm. So it's much, much more than a, than a customer experience. It's a user experience and it's an experience from the heart. And you know, you get that blanket and you know, I can call a doll and I can say, hey, doll, thank you so much. I've, I've received this, you know, and it's helped my child so much. So basically the philosophy in Mommy Mall is that we are the village that will raise your child mm. and we will stand together and we will um, hone into that mom power. You know, mm. that... I, I love very it. Powerful. I love it. It's that's very powerful. That mom, mom power. power. Yes. That's our hashtag. That's our thing in Mommy Mall. Mm. We, we all say, you know, um, oh, I received this today. Yesterday, I received a Care Bear, a yellow Care Bear that was crocheted by Audrey Schneeberger. She's got a crocheting business. And I contacted her and I said, you know what, Audrey, I can't find a Care Bear for my child. And she loves it so much. And her favorite color is yellow. And she's such a loving child. Could you crochet me a yellow Care Bear with a red heart on the tummy? And Audrey said yes. And I received it yesterday. And I was so excited. She did something for me, but she also did something for my child. And there's so much heart and love mm, in it. Mm. And the successes, Shadow, this specific individual, Audrey Schneeberger, she joined Mommy Mall and within four months, she doubled her income mm. and she employed two other mothers who in turn are also now making an income mm. and being able to give a better future to their children. And Audrey's contacted me and said she's opening a factory next year. <coughs> yes. <laughs> so you're not only empowering moms, but you're also uh, creating job opportunities. Absolutely. And, of course, making sure that the children always have their moms around them. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I was on Radio Pulpit last weekend. The lady asked me, is it difficult for a mom to go back to work? And I, I, I just sat there, sat there for a moment and I thought, what do you mean is it difficult? It's devastating. Mm. It's devastating. It breaks your heart and you have to go back to work. Last week I spoke to a mother at one of our networking functions. She gave birth on a Saturday and she had to go back to work on a Monday. Mm. Her daughter was three days old and she went back to work. And that to me is just Mom shouldn't fair. have to do that. No. Okay, now I, I think everyone wants to know how does it work? How do we become connected as moms? And you don't have to be a, a brand new mom, no. right? You can be any age as yes. long as you're a mom, you have free time and you've got a product that you want to connect other moms with or pro connect them to. Correct. How do we go about it? Okay, it's very simple. I've got eight groups on Facebook, mm -hmm. regional groups, but you don't have to find them yourself. Mm -hmm. You just go to Mommy Mall SA. It's American spelling, M-O-M-M-Y, mm -hmm. Mommy Mall SA mm -hmm. on Facebook. Join the group, and on the wall, you'll see all the regional pages, and it's really simple. You just join the group, and you read the rules, and you start advertising. That's it. And do you have to be good at anything um, specifically? Does your product need to be talking to children, or is there a specific product you should be supplying? You know, Shada, not necessarily. Um, you know, as mothers, we are we are full round individuals, so we also like to be entertained. We also 
like to be pampered. So mm. if it's a beauty product, if it's, we've got financial planners in, in the Mommy Moo, you mm. know, we've got people from all professions. We've got a reflexologist mm. and masseuse. And, you know, it's not just, I think the word Mommy Moo does to a certain extent lend itself to make you think that it's only sort of baby products mm. and so forth. Mm. But uh, the concept of, has grown so much. Um, you know, we've got the buy-in of a lot of professionals, and I'm very proud to announce that we have a pink plumber. We've got a female. <laughs> her name's Esme, mm-hmm. and she found that plumbing the plumbing costs were too high, and she thought, nope. I'm going to do I'm something gonna about do it. I'm going to do thing, yes. She went out, she got the qualification, and she says it's a bit unnerving for the guys to have a lady on site when she's working in some <laughs> building. But um, we've got a pink plumber and we've got a pink auto electrician. So there's nothing that mothers can't do. Well, I know, I know a, 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 a pink mechanic, actually. Fantastic. On cars. You should introduce <laughs> <her>. <laughs> I'll introduce you to, to, to her. Naomi Buter is the founder of Mummy Moore. She talks to me now about, about who benefits, uh, uh, Naomi, from, from moms. Because you guys want to change the world and want to change the, you, you empowering women, but also empowering children. So, I'm interested in the children bit. Okay, so basically, when I started Mommy Mall, there was a conversation going on a public forum on Facebook. It's a motherhood forum. And some of the mums really wanted to advertise and sell their goodies. And almost because it's a lounge environment, Mm. people were saying, okay, you know what, I know you sell baby things or whatever. Just get out of my face. This is a conversational space. Mm. And I sat there, and as a marketing strategist, I thought to myself, you know what, this is really unfair because we are mothers. We're supposed Mm. to stand together. So how is it that we can't tolerate each other? So I thought, I'm going to start this this platform. And I called it Mommy Moola Project from the Heart by Naomi Buto. And it was just sort of my social responsibility. Mm. You know, being a mother, being a marketing strategist, owning an advertising agency, Mm. I knew how to empower these women. Mm. So why shouldn't I? Yes. So... I started in November 2017, and I had about 30 people join. 2007, you mean? Oh, sorry, 2000. Sorry, 17. <laughs> mm. No, no, we, we look into no, the no, future. No, 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 no. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the future. Yes. <laughs> yes. 2000 and um, last year, 17th of November 2014. Oh, okay. So that's when I started. And by January, I had about 300 women in Cape Town. Mm. And I was so excited. And I thought, we're going to get together, and we're going to trade and talk and share conversations. And then it just really started growing. And uh, I had demand from Durban. I had demand from Joburg. And I just started my groups, Mommy Mall Joburg, Mommy Mall Durban, Mommy Mall Bloemfontein. Mm. And then, you know, I, I really had to think about it because I was working hard at growing this platform ad hoc. Well, I, well, I also run an advertising agency, mm-hmm. you know. And then I realized it's my project from the heart to teach women, and especially mothers, to start loving each other again and to start letting our guard down and to say, hey, you know what? You're also vulnerable. You're also alone. You are also isolated, just like me. You are sitting in front of your TV, your cellular phone, everything that we spoke about in your minute. And let's get together. Let's hold hands so that we may empower each other to have a greater financial future for the sake of our children, thereby giving them a better future and cheer, um, shadow, uplifting society, mm. uplifting the future of our country. Hmm. That is it. That's my mission. 
Well, you're a girl with a serious <laughs> mission. So, so you exist in just about every province. Yes. And it is all on your Facebook. And um, people can just go there and there's, there's points on how they can participate. Yes. Go to Mommy Mall SA on Facebook. Join. I'm on the other side of that inbox. Any questions? I'm there. So where do you find time for the advertising agency? You know what? Or are you that girl that says, I can do it all? I am that girl. <laughs> I'm superwoman. You know what they call me? Fearless leader oh, in Mommy Mall. <laughs> Fearless leader, also known as Queen and Your Highness. And, ooh, um, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> I think it's, it's based on the fact that, that mothers have found a voice mm. and that mothers, mompreneurs, mothers in entrepreneurship, they have so many challenges. We've got one of our ladies yesterday, her son was admitted to ICU. Um, and she's got her own business. And she's got a baby in ICU now, you know. So how do we deal with this? You walk into a boardroom. You've got a meeting with a client. You have to look them straight in the face and, and forget say, about hi, this is me. I am here, yeah, you know. Yeah. But in the back of your mind, you know, my baby is in ICU, you know. So that's the thing. I think... We don't have enough support for moms in entrepreneurship in South Africa. Or if we do, it's not public enough. Mm. So I'm also looking to partner with women empowerment programs so that we can bring the mothers together. They mm. say, you know, teach a man to fish, you feed a man. Mm. Teach a woman to fish. Feed a nation. There we go. Mommy Moore, founder. Naomi Buto, thank you so much for joining us. And uh your website, as I take it, is Mummy Mall, Mummy SA. Mummy Mall SA. Mummy Mall SA. Yes, Mummy Mall SA dot co dot za. And same thing, I'm on the other side of that inbox, so if you want to contact me, please do. Fantastic. We do Melanzani is my next guest of AfriLink Healthcare, and she talks to us after this. And thank you so much, Naomi Buto. Show's so good, we won't blame you if you can't pick a favor. Can't pick a favor. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Okay, let me tell you. Now, Buidu uh, Melonswane, MD of AfroLink Healthcare, was awarded the Fair Lady Woman of the Future title 2015 at a glittering function. Buidu Melonswane, congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on air. Well, listen, you, you, we can't, we can't ignore you now. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I guess so. How are you feeling? Um, I'm totally, totally humbled, and I'm encouraged. And it's been seven years of hard work, and I'm really, really feeling that I'm stepping into my purpose. I don't feel that I have a job. I'm making a difference in something that I'm very passionate about. Okay, tell us about your company, AfroLink Healthcare. Yes. AfroLink Healthcare actually um, was formed, um, I myself am a qualified pharmacist. I qualified in the year 2000. Mm -hmm. So I've been in the industry for about 14 years and I've worked in different sectors. Mm -hmm. However, the sectors um, that I worked in that really touched my heart was when I did my community service in Limpopo, where literally you would see people coming to queue in the day before. I would really share it here just to access pharmacy services. And when I worked for Goldfields Mine, servicing the, the mine workers, and the children that are queuing in public uh, sector facilities, 
that really was a sore point in my heart, and I felt somehow at some point I have to go back and make a difference. In 2008, um, I decided I'm going to open a health center in a residential area. So I sublet the 300-square-meter building. Hmm. I sublet to a doctor, dentist, optometrist, and hmm. I started a pharmacy. And then um, just being behind the counter counting pills, it also frustrated me because I realized that just when you give the medication, people want to know. People don't know about their mm. conditions. Mm. So my role of just counting pills was just limiting me. And most of the time when I was at the counter, I would spend about 20 to 30 minutes just counseling a person. Then at that point, I decided, let me incorporate an in-house clinic. And I got hold of a retired nurse to run it full-time, where she counseled mm. people, where people came in to do comprehensive screening services, testing for your diabetes, cholesterol, HIV testing, family planning. And it's a service that really the community and the residents really embraced. And I felt that um, that's where uh, we're really making a difference because preventative care, what we call primary health care, mm. I think that's the core of, of quality health care because Often we catch patients too late. We catch them in hospital. Mm, mm. Our public sector is heavily, heavily burdened. And the private sector as well is lying with high cost of um, private hospital expenditure because they catch, we catch our patients in hospital. So I just felt preventative and primary health care services are quite essential. And you know, I, I, felt quite, I felt quite limited uh, also in the clinic, and then I decided I reinvested all my profits and I purchased a fully finished mobile clinic. You did not. I did. Oh, my goodness. I, w- I want a hundred, a thousand of you. Uh, how do we bottle you and just take you everywhere because this is an amazing story we do Melo. Firstly, you know, the preventative healthcare thing is what I also heard about, you know, that that's, is what sets the Cuban system um, that makes it so interesting that everybody wants to buy into it around the world the way they treat the doctors but the, 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 they they spend a lot of time on primary healthcare. So, uh, you know, I'm, and I'm very proud at you finding retired nurses because they still have skills. There's nothing wrong with them, you know, and, and, and they can still be of service in our communities. And I think that's such an amazing thing that you're doing there. So where does your mobile uh, clinic go? Okay. Um, I think with that, uh, touching back on the retired nurses, mm. I recruited a team of retired nurses specializing in different fields. There's so much wisdom in mm. the retired nurses that we have. Mm. And all the team members that I have, they have over 30 years' experience. So when, obviously, I, I, the National Health Insurance uh, came about, I perused the, the Government Gazette, and as I said, children uh, was also one of us, the, the, you know, a sore factor in, in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I was particularly interested in the uh, school health aspect. So what I did, I just made a proposal to the Tswani District, which is one of the pilot um, areas for NHI, and I said, can we partner? Uh, I will use the mobile clinic with the team that I have, and then let's do the campaigns because these campaigns, I mean, the public sector has got such good policies. The stock is there, but they are also, you know, they have their own limitations. They are heavily overburdened. Resources is a problem. And I said, you know, let's partner. 
And one of the campaigns that we did, the first campaign that we did, that was the prevention of cervical cancer mm. for uh, grade four learners in, in, in Tswani district. And in Tswani, we have about 386 schools. I mean, the vaccines are there, but you find that they don't actually reach the end user because of the mm. challenges that the system has. Mm. But AfriLink Healthcare, what we did, we sub, we, together with the teams of the National Department of Health, we put a team in each district in Swani, there are seven districts, and we provided them also with transport. And I mean, joining hands together, which I think is something that is missing, the public and the private sector, we need to really come on board and address the challenges that we face. We managed to achieve 92% coverage rate. <laughs> and that for me was very heartwarming. We do, Melo, my heart is warm at the moment. Will you please do stay on the line? We'll continue talking to you after our news headlines. Okay. Thank you so much. It is time for news headlines with Sir Utsi Lesako. Thanks, Shadow. Good afternoon. The government has agreed to consider applications for a 10% tariff increase to protect the steel industry from cheap Chinese imports and save thousands of jobs. Chinese shares have continued their sharp fall as concerns over the country's slowing growth and volatile markets sparked panic among traders. And Czech fugitive Radovan Kretscher has been found guilty of attempted murder and kidnapping in the High Court in Johannesburg. Details at 2 o'clock. Otherwise, with Shadow Twala, see the world from a woman's point of view. My guest is Bujimilun Swan, a Managing Director of AfriLink Healthcare, who was awarded the Fair Lady Woman of the Future 2015 title. What does the future look like? Please just excite me, Bujimilun, because, you know, I want you in my future, in the future of this country. And, of course, I see our AfriLink just go from uh, province to province doing the good work that you're doing. But tell me about your future. What, what do you see? I think um, our mission and vision is very simple. We want to transform workplace, township, and rural healthcare. And I think at the current moment, we are just perfecting our model within Khwani, Gauteng, and we want a national footprint. And in the next three years, we managed to get on board one of the state parastatals, which I'm very humbled that when I went to them and presented my concept, they said, we will back you up. So in terms of resources and capacity for the next three years, and I'm hoping that as I'm speaking now, other people will come on board so that we can take this great initiative forward. So in the next, our next goal in the next three three to five years is that we should be, you should, we should have national footprint. Well, we'll be with you all the way. If people want to get hold of you, Bujumela, how do they do that? Okay, they can go to, get hold of me on my email. My email address is buitumelo, mm-hmm. which is B-O-I-T-U-M-E-L-O at afrilink, which is A-F-R-I-L-I-N-K dot C-O dot Z-A. Fantastic. And I suppose your website would be afrilink.co.za as well. Yes, and our website is www.afrilink.co.za. We salute you, my sister. Thank you so much for your time, and congratulations once more. Thank you. Thank you. I'm honored. Thank you. Take care now. All right.
What a girl, what a girl, what a girl. She does deserve that Woman of the Future title by Fair Lady 2015. And Amy DeCastro, owner of Bamboo Revolution, is the winner of the Fair Lady Rising Star 2015 Award. Hello, Amy. Congratulations. Welcome. Hello, Shadow. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have Thanks a party? for having me. Did you have a party? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. It's all just in, just trying to process everything and it's been very overwhelming. Well, well, congratulations. And, and what does your company do, Bamboo Revolution? Bamboo Revolution, we currently make unique bamboo and leather wristwatches. So that's our main course of business. Bamboo and leather. Yes, that's correct. I can't imagine those two together. <laughs> yes, it, it started, I started the business out of a varsity project that I was um, studying in 2012 at the University of Cape Town. So mm-hmm. it was just a varsity project, and then we saw the potential for it to be turned into a real business. And how did you do that? Because we all have these ideas and have big dreams about what we can do for a business. And, but we, we never get it done eventually. So some of us get stuck. Help us with that because, you know, as I said, I've never heard of bamboo and, and, and leather together. And, and, you know, why didn't I think of it? How, how do you drive it into a serious business? Well, I can't take all the joy for the actual product idea. There were, it was a team of six of us, six mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it was a lot of brainstorming, kind of looking at the market. We, we loved the idea of the bamboo and we wanted to take an everyday functional object and redesign it in a more sustainable way, which is how we got to the watches. We're actually more inspired by the versatility and strength and beauty of the bamboo material. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, I just saw it. I saw the reaction to the watches, and I just saw such a huge potential. To, I was 22 at the time, and I just thought it was a huge opportunity to actually start an actual business and learn from it. So it all happened extremely quickly. I think it was a gut feeling. It was an attitude, it was a willingness to learn and grow, um, and the opportunities were there. We, we were approached from all corners of the world within six months. So, But, but, but you know, there's also the funding uh, uh, question usually when people have great ideas of they've, they've got yes. this product and, you know, how do you get it out there? Because with all the attention that you're getting and that you're going to get more now, more of now that you've won this award, how how do you how do you make sure your your product gets to market as quickly as it's yes. demanded? Well, I think we are very fortunate in that sense. I think we we broke even on day one. We sold a hundred watches at our launch day. Hmm. So initially, we the university gave us fifty rand, and we were required to sell confectionery items on campus. We were given two days, so that's when it came to tapping into our network. So we managed to get a very well known coffee brand to sponsor us, and in two days, we're selling coffee on the university campus. UCT. <laughs> We managed to raise 21,000 rand. And then I think we, we each put in about uh, 2,500 rand of our own, which we had to beg, borrow, and steal from family and friends. Mm-hmm. And then it's really been organic. We haven't needed to uh, seek external funding to date. Um, I think it was a, a decision I made early on that I wanted to go organically and not seek funding too early on. But I always say to people, I think it's more important to focus on the product than the business. There's so much money out there, whether it's from the bank or venture capitalist or investors or family or friends, mm. I think it's more important that you have the right products and the right kind of business structure and team in place. So where do we find these watches? How do I, how, where, where do we go? Are they accessible or is, is it per order? How does it work? We have a website. So we send anywhere in the world to our website, which is bamboorevolutionsa.com. 
And then we stock various boutique stores around South Africa. Mm-hmm. And you can find a list of those stores on our website. And then we also export. We currently have distributors in eight different countries. And so, yeah, we're available in a few uh, we, we can basically send anywhere in the world. So the, uh, does this mean you've created jobs for other people as well? Yes. I always, I always think people always think entrepreneurs uh, in the early stages need to cre- focus on creating jobs. But unfortunately, in reality, normally when you're a startup, you can't really afford to employ a mm. huge amount of people. Mm. So we currently have three full-time employees. And for me... That's a lot. Was... <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we, we also, we partner with a lot of people. So mm. we work with kind of external contractors. So I outsource my accounting. I outsource my social media and branding. Mm. On the 1st of September, we're getting a full-time brand manager on board. And then it's, it's all those collaborations and partnerships that you have with all the stores, the distributors. So now, since yes, I have, we have kind of um, given distributors around the world the opportunity to mm. set up a business of their own, in a sense. So they get to set up Amber Revolution in Sweden or Denmark or Germany or Australia and mm-hmm. they may get to distribute the products and learn from scratch to finish what it takes to get a take a product to market and set up a brand. It, it, it looks like you, you exist internationally already. So what is uh, this award going to do for you? What doors do you think it's going to open that are not open already? Well, yes, I was just about to say it's already opened so many doors. Well, first of all, I mean, it's, it's such a huge, huge honor to be recognized and receive the support and encouragement from such an esteemed brand. And, I mean, the judges, such phenomenal, extraordinary women. So it was a huge, huge um, kind of confidence boost in a way. I think it's given me a new level of confidence to know mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. through my actions, I can inspire and take this business to the next level, times if I can. So I think it offers a, the award offers a platform for me to really showcase myself as a female entrepreneur, a young female entrepreneur, and um, showcase my business and really, you know, leverage off of it to be able to continue going internationally. And for me, I think more importantly, um, sometimes I don't even feel like a salarist, but it's more about the, the business and the brand and setting a precedent for running sustainable ethical business and the relationships and the interactions that we have with all the people along every step of the way. So I think for me, I'm most excited about the platform that it offers for me to really kind of follow through with my passion of inspiring and encouraging and engaging with people. And, um, yeah, I've got a lot of things in the pipeline, a lot of ideas that I want to follow through with. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's it's, it's really going to give me that extra kind of boost. Now that you've been brought to our attention, we'll be watching you. <laughs> and congratulations, Amy. I, I really wish you all the best. We're very proud of you winning this award. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. You deserve it. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Take care now. Thank B- you. Bye-bye. dot com. Go and look at those watches. And uh, I suppose the, the, also in Say Lady, you will see all the other participants uh, who or nominees for for Fair Lady, uh, Woman of the Future, and, and, and the different other categories that they had. I think talking to these two younger, well, absolutely young girls is, is, is so exciting, just to see what is out there, that not every young person is sitting at home feeling sorry for themselves. They are working. They are doing something. Coming up after the break, Tracy Ranjit, Production Manager at PFE International, 
A company in tyre recycling, how does she manage, really in a male-dominated field after this? Crisis line went to emergency. My, my, my son, they took him. Okay, okay, ma'am, please gone. calm down. He's gone. So you're saying your son is gone? Yes, he's gone, my son. They, they took him. Do you know who took him? It was a white car, mister. Please ma my ma son. Somebody please okay, help me. Ma'am, I need your address, please. <laughs> That was only the beginning. Season 2 of High Rollers, Monday to Wednesday at 7.30pm. The stakes have never been higher. Find it on SABC3. ANN7, Saturday 2015 brings you U.S. singing superstar Christina Aguilera. Alongside international pop sensation Jason Derulo and many top South African artists. On 17th October 2015 at Ticket Pro Dome, Johannesburg. Tickets will be available from Monday 24th August at TicketPro.co.za. 107.1, the home of SAFM in Seapoint. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Now, Hammersdale-based PFE Extrusion has good reason to celebrate Women's Month because the ship is steered by three dynamic women, Melanie Neda, Tracy Ranjit, and quality manager Nogulungam Kize. One of them joins me now. Tracy, welcome, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, Shadow. Now, I don't know anything about PFE extrusion. What is extrusion? Um, Extrusion is actually a process of um, melting down polypropylene. So our raw material is actually polypropylene. So um, we extrude polypropylene to make staple fiber and BCF yarn. Now, again, that's Greek to me. Poly? Polypropylene. Oh, polypropylene. Is, is that yes. it got anything to do with tires? Anything to do with? I'm so sorry, Shadow. I have to let you know that I am driving at the moment. Ah, okay. I said, did it, does it have anything to do with tires? Higher. No, it doesn't. It does? Doesn't. It's like plastic. I know. I think, I think we're going to have a problem uh, co- communicating on this line. Uh, it's either you, you, you drive and, and park on the side to talk to us, or um, we, we try and find a better line for you. But we're going to take a little break now and see if my producer will be able to... to um, Talk to to find a, a nicer line to to, to talk to uh, Tracy Tracy because I think it's going to be unfair to have a conversation with her. Um, uh, so we'll take a, a piece of music and see if we can find it in the meantime. And that was music by Macy Gray. I'm afraid we've had to uh, kind of postpone the interview with Tracy Ranjit, a production manager at PFE International. Uh, we just could not get a clear line, and we will make sure to bring her to this radio station again we'll negotiate another time in the meantime though it is now time for Nali Bali